If you keep making excuses and telling yourself that you can't, just imagine for a moment if you said that you could. Be strong and do not give up, for your work will be rewarded. Welcome back to another episode of Rounding Down, where we focus on getting healthier and stronger together. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to episode number one. We are rounding down. We realize that it's very difficult to balance diet and exercise with so much misinformation out there. Each week, we try to bring you the best tips, tricks, and success stories to help you along on your health and fitness journey. My name is Shannon, and with me is my wife, Ariane. Hey. We are both on the ketogenic diet, and we, we are currently finding the healthier versions of ourselves. And I'm excited to announce that so far, we've lost about 71 and a half pounds together. Ooh. But to be honest, if you're watching this, you'll see we still have a little ways to go. We're only about 50% of the way to our ultimate goal. So if you want to lose weight, you're currently losing weight. You're looking for more information about keto. And you want to see and hear about real life results then we think this show is for you. For the last 50 years, we've been misled as a society about our nutrition. Ask yourself one simple question. Why is our country so obese? And why hasn't heart disease, strokes, diabetes decreased over the last 50 years? Especially if everybody is eating the standard American diet like we've been advised to do. So in this episode today, we're going to expose that when you eat fat, you actually get skinny. The truth is when you eat a high fat diet, your metabolism speeds up and you burn fat, you lose weight, you feel great, (laughs) or in some cases you just don't gain any weight at all. Whereas with a high carb diet, your metabolism slows down. It causes you to be tired, hungry. You have a blood sugar spike. And in most cases, an increase in weight or worse. So we'll discuss why that high carb and no fat nutritional diet, aka the food pyramid, is also wrong. Right. And we're going to talk a little bit about our current standard American diet. And why it's important to think about that for our health. Next, we'll discuss what our bodies, mind, and emotional needs require, not just to thrive, but to live better than we ever even knew possible. We'll also talk about the fact versus the fiction. Our goal is to give you the information to empower you to make the best choices for your individual needs because we're all so different. And we'd like to help you define the lifestyle that you'd like to achieve. We'll point you in the right direction on how to get there. But before we get going too much further, we have to point out an obvious thing. Ariane and myself, we are not medical professionals. Therefore, you really shouldn't listen to anything that we say at all. Wait, what? Well, unless, of course, you talk with your doctor first and then do exactly what we say. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So now that we got that little tidbit of, you know, information out of the way. Let's get going. We've been brainwashed folks. We've been brainwashed to think that fat is bad. Think back for just a second, at least my entire lifetime, 
of all the commercials and information that we've been told about all those low fat products that you've seen for the last 40 years. I mean, take yourself back going down to the grocery aisle and I, I like to hang on the cereal aisle or I did whenever I was a, you know, more rounder version of myself now. Um, and you look at the boxes of cereal and you look at like honey nut Cheerios. It's got a little stamp on the box that says it's heart healthy. And then if I recall correctly, um, Fruit Loops has that same stamp on the box. <laughs> that is a box of sugar. Oh my gosh, yeah. And then that, I, you also told me that like my favorite cereal also oh has yeah, the stamp. I think, I think Lucky Charms might even have Well then, why are we on the keto diet? Let's go back <laughs> to eating some Lucky Charms. I mean, it's healthy for you, right? I mean, that's, the box says it is. <laughs> well, think about also those photos from us back in the 60s. Like, well, not us personally. I wasn't but, in the 60s. Yeah. But just people from the 60s and compared to the, the photos of people from today and how um, different it is. There were no overweight people really back then, but there, there are in our photos for today. So what happened to us? Well, I, what I do know is that what we're currently doing as a society is not working. And according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, I have to go through some numbers here real quick just to show you, you know, really what we're up against. So two out of five adults are currently obese. So just think about that for a second. That's like 42% of our population is currently obese. Wow. And one out of every 10 people are severely obese. Now, obesity-related conditions include heart disease, stroke, type 2 diabetes, and certain types of cancer that are some of the leading causes of preventable premature death. One in two people are currently pre-diabetic or diabetic. So that's us? I mean, there's uh, two people here. There's two people here. I was pre-diabetic before we started this journey. Wow. That was me. So we've been following the recommended guidelines as a society for at least over 40 years, and our population is dying of heart disease, type 2 diabetes, and obesity. But the government will tell you that people just aren't following the guidelines instead of admitting the, fa the fact that they got it wrong and they made a mistake. That's true. So the CDC also goes on to tell us that by 2050, one in three of us are going to have type 2 diabetes. And one in two of us are going to be obese. Not overweight, obese. And they, they go on to tell us as well that this old people's disease, you know, from when we were young, type 2 diabetes, is now trending largest in the age group of two to five-year-olds. Those are our babies that are struggling with this, the largest group of our population that are getting type 2 diabetes right now. And it also, the CDC also goes on to say that um, this generation Children that were born after the year 2000 are going to be the first generation to not live as long as their parents. Well, that's two of our three children. Wow. Yeah. If you think about it that way, that's crazy. Two to five-year-olds, though, currently the biggest increase in type 2 diabetes. Yeah, what the heck? And you know, when, when you said the CDC said that by 2050, one in three will have type 2. I think that's being way too, like... Generous? I think it's going to happen before then. Oh, maybe so. I mean, 2050, that's still like 30 years away. And just look how like, unhealthy as a nation we've been over the last 40 years. I think it's going to happen a lot faster than that, especially if it's, uh, you know, if two to five-year-olds are currently having this huge case of crazy. type 2 diabetes. So 
we kind of we kind of know what happened, uh, where it all started. It, it started back in around 1955. That's the year that my my dad was born. So, woo woo, 55. Are you? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so back in 1955, there was a couple things that were that were kind of emerging at the exact same time. Uh, first, there there was an increase in the amount of heart disease that we were having as a country, and we had a lot of doctors that were trying to figure out why. And one of those doctors was Dr. Ansel Keys, and I believe he was uh, practicing up around the University of Minnesota, if I, if I remember correctly. And he had this hypothesis that an increase in saturated fat would also increase the number of uh, people with heart disease. And so the analogy that I think was used was if you take hot oil and you pour it down a cold stovepipe, it, what, it clogs up that pipe, right? And so that was the thought that if you're adding fat into your body, it's going to clog up your arteries. And that's what was causing, you know, the heart disease. And so Dr. Ansel Keys uh, put together this hypothesis, and then he had this six country graph to help support his hypothesis. And the graph, you know, was, was indicating the amount of saturated fat that a population would consume, and then the number of related heart disease that was associated with that. And of course the United States was at the very top with the most consumption of saturated fat and the most amount of heart related deaths and diseases. Mm -hmm. Now what Dr. Keyes failed to do was indicate that there was actually 22 countries that were in this study. And that if you looked at the same chart with the 22 countries, there was no like clear line of data that really said anything. And some of the countries that he omitted were like, France and Germany, which at the time in the 1950s consumed a lot of saturated fat, but they didn't have the related uh, amount of heart disease and heart attacks going on at the time. Mm -hmm. So Dr. Keyes then decided that, you know what, I've got to make this even more convincing. So I'm going to do a seven country study. So if six countries, a six country graph wasn't good enough, let's add one country to it and make it a seven country study. <laughs> then I'll be legit. Still cherry picking the data, of course. <laughs> and so statisticians at the time were like, whoa, you know, anybody who does numbers or loves numbers or, you know, follows like true statistics know that you can't just pick and choose the data you want to tell your story. You have to look at all of the data. And um, from what I understand, Dr. Keyes was not like entertaining that information at all. And he just continued to push forward, had conversations with Congress and, and, a, and a lot of our, you know, governmental leaders at the time that this is what needed to happen, that we needed to, to focus on getting rid of saturated fat from our diets. Right. So one of the things that really put us into this mindset was that our president Eisenhower ended up having a heart attack and he was taken out of commission out of office for 10 Days, So that put us in like a state of a panic for our country. And so we were trying like heck really fast to figure out how to fix ourselves because all of a sudden this is now an issue. It's huge and people are dying all over the place from heart disease. Ansel Keys was a very respected physiologist. And so Eisenhower um, took on his word like it was the Bible. Like he put everything into place, um, what he was saying, um, so that when we saw that as a country, we saw his plan and we saw that that was probably the only option that we had at that time. So we ran with it because we just felt like we needed to, in an emergency situation, fix our country because we were all of a sudden incredibly sick and this was going to help us, we thought. Yeah, I think on the surface it seemed very logical and mm -hmm. very... Um, very noble. Yeah, like it, it seemed like it made sense. 
Uh, but some things that were omitted even from uh, President Eisenhower's heart attack was that he actually smoked four packs of cigarettes every single day. And that, you know, he ate more than just saturated fats. He also had a diet that was high in sugar and carbohydrates and everything else. And a lot of them, a lot of us smoked like crazy back then. That was a normal thing. That's true. I mean, it was very popular, very in. Again, I don't think we have commercials on the television anymore of cigarettes, but um, there there was a lot of commercials going on back in the, the 1950s of, you know, just how in smoking was and how cool and, you know, I, I think they were even trying to brand it as being like healthy in, in some situations. So, but so we, as a country, we ignored the smoking, we ignored the refined carbs and we ignored the sugar that was in our diet and kind of just continue to push forward with this whole notion of saturated fat bad. Mm-hmm. So that'll take us up to about 1992. Now I don't want to say just how old we are, but I was in elementary school in the 1992 uh, time period. And I recall this actually happening like almost like it was yesterday. I'm a reunion health class or gym class or the combination of both at the time. And we were introduced for the very first time, the food pyramid. Yeah. I mean, I big remember old, it. Big old triangle, right? <laughs> I remember and, our parents saying that this is going to be our healthy diet. We're going to do this. So for those that, you know, may have been, you know, living under a rock for the last 40 years, you would just want to recap real quick with the food uh, pyramid looks like? Yeah. So the food, well, I mean, I don't know all, I don't remember all the layers, but I know that the Top biggest, the biggest part, it was like a pyramid and the biggest part was on the bottom. And that biggest part was grains and breads and legumes and pasta. And then the tiniest tip part of that pyramid was our oils that are healthy fats. So if you don't know this, um, our, our diet really consists of like three major macronutrients and they are carbs, protein, and fat. And that's what our body metabolizes for, for our energy. And we, we have essential proteins and we have essential fats, but we do not have any essential carbs. Now essential by definition, means that you need them to sustain your life. Mm-hmm. And this food pyramid all of a sudden said that for you to live healthy, you need to eat six to 11 servings of carbohydrates every single day. Wow. That's a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> so carbs are, are either sugar or they break down into sugar inside your body, causing a you know, glucose spike. These additional sugars run through your body and it causes inflammation into your arteries. And this inflammation is what is causing an increased risk in heart disease because your body is trying to repair the damage with cholesterol. Now, cholesterol is something that happens naturally within our bodies. And when the the cholesterol rushes in to fix the inflammation, think of cholesterol as firemen showing up to a fire to put the fire out. Do we blame the firemen for the fire? No, they're just trying to prevent it. But we've been blaming cholesterol on heart disease for, for many, many years when in fact it's just cholesterol doing what's natural within our body to try and repair itself. But because it's fighting the inflammation, it starts with, you know, the arteries and things getting clogged as a result of that. So what we're learning is that sugar overdose, not fat is the leading cause of heart disease. Right. So when we talk about the keto diet, there's a lot of misconstrued information with that because People think that the keto diet is going to kill you with cholesterol, and that's just not true. 
That's a, a common folly. Inflammation that comes from sugar causes a ton of havoc in your body. This causes health issues like metabolic syndrome. Metabolic syndrome is a big umbrella that encompasses a lot of different things like uh, insulin resistance, lipid problems, hypertension, cancer, PCOS, heart disease, dementia, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, type 2 diabetes, and thousands of other symptoms that we can't even explain that are happening to our bodies all the time. That was a, like a really long laundry list of things. It felt like I was watching an infomercial for, uh, I have sweaty hands, I need a pill, but it's going to cause bleeding eyes and heart disease. <laughs> it kind of did feel like that, didn't it? That's, that's a lot of stuff, and that's all because of inflammation caused by sugar. glucose and sugar. Yeah. Wow. So we've learned that the food pyramid and our American standardized diet were never actually scientifically proven to work. I don't know if you guys realize that or not, but we've spent billions of dollars trying to prove the hypothesis that a low fat diet would make us healthier. But in fact, it's just making us sicker and sicker and fatter and fatter. So why should we continue to eat this way if it's literally killing us. Agreed. And sugar is the culprit for um, the majority of our physical and even mental health issues right now. We crave this like a drug and it makes us hungrier and hungrier and more and more tired because we're worn out from crashing. So that makes us moody and emotionally unstable because of all of that. Now you said it makes us crave you know, sugar like a drug and it reminded me of those documentaries that, you know, maybe you've seen it at home as well, but um, there was a, uh, like a brain scan that was done of somebody who was on cocaine and the way the scan lit up with all of the receptors in the brain of all of the, uh, the triggers that were caused by the, the drug that the person took. And then they, they did a similar brain scan with somebody who was eating sugar and the, the brain scans lit up the exact same way. Wow. Um, you know, and it, it, I mean, and I think for anybody who's ever gone on a diet or tried to give up sugar or carbs, yeah, how difficult it really is. And it's, it, I, it definitely is addicting, just like a drug. Agreed. We've mentioned, you know, a key word here a second ago and a couple of times actually about keto. So what we're learning is that if you give people good nutrition, we can have good health. Think of your body as a campfire, if you would, for a second. And in order to keep the campfire burning, you have a couple of sources of fuel. You have kindling, which we'll just call those carbs. You add kindling to the fire, what happens to it? It burns up really, really fast. And then you got to add more stuff to it to keep you know, the fire going. Otherwise, the fire goes out. That's exactly what happens when you eat carbs. Your, your body burns it up really, really fast. And then a short period of time later, you know, usually like 30 minutes to an hour, you're hungry again. And so then you're going back to, you know, the pantry and you're eating more food, um, usually more unhealthy food, carbohydrates and sugar foods. And you just keep repeating the cycle over and over again. Whereas if you think of saturated fat as a big, heavy oak log and you put that on the fire, it's going to burn for a long period of time before you need to replenish the wood. And those of us that are on that keto diet, that's what exactly how we experience it. We experience very long periods of time without hunger, and we can go longer periods of time in between meals. That's true. And so that long laundry list of things that I had mentioned earlier that um, sugar does to your body 
keto, we are finding, will help to improve those things in your life. The keto diet has proven to help solve metabolic syndrome issues again, like obesity and type 2 diabetes and high blood pressure, as well as numerous sicknesses due to that inflammation, certain types of cancer, dementia, even Alzheimer's and epilepsy. I think it is James Abrams who has a little boy, um, well, had a little boy when they went through this process. He was about four years old. He had seven seizures a day. It was incredible. And they were trying everything they could find. Um, They were going to all kinds of different doctors and he was put on so many different kind of medications to help him to improve in this area and nothing was working. He was, he ended up at a hospital library and he found a book that had um, an article on ketosis and what that can do for this situation. So for um, epilepsy, especially. So he ended up putting his son on this diet. And after two days, this boy was episode free. He never had a seizure again. That's actually pretty amazing. And I think that same book also pointed out that there were uh, a third of the people who, who went onto the keto diet who had epilepsy did no longer have seizures again. And then another third would experience maybe a, a decrease in the number of seizures they were having. And then the last third saw no significant improvement at all in the decrease of seizures. So if you look at statistically, you've got you know a 66% chance or two-thirds percent chance of mitigating some of the seizures you're having. And then, you know, if best case scenario is you get rid of your seizures completely by being on the keto diet. So that's really good information. Pretty powerful. Another thing we want to to make you aware of is that, you know, eating fat doesn't produce that insulin spike that we see with, with carbohydrates. And in, in some cases, though, if you eat too much protein, protein will also cause an insulin spike within your body. Um, and when those insulin spikes happen, your, um, your body is starting to save uh, whatever it can't burn. It's saving as fat in your body. So instead of burning fat, you're starting to store, you know, fat within your, your body. Yeah, that's true. Um, we actually were talking about the Atkins diet not too long ago. Do you remember that conversation we had? The information that we were, you know, coming across was that uh, Atkins and keto were basically the same thing. And then uh, there was a rumor I remember hearing this uh, way before I started needing to get onto a diet, but that uh, Doctor Atkins had died from heart disease. And I remember that being like a like a urban legend or a myth, if you will. And so we did some follow up research on that, and come to find out, Doctor Atkins did die, unfortunately, at the age of seventy two. But he died from a head injury because he fell on ice while walking to work. <laughs> so it wasn't, it wasn't because of his diet that he was eating at the time or promoting. It was because of an unforeseen, you know, accident that that happened. Do you want to talk a little bit about the the difference between keto and, and Atkins diet? Yeah. So um, we've come a long way from that. Atkins was a very high protein diet and low carb. And people were finding crazy success with that. Um, But what we've learned since then is that, like Shannon said, when you eat too much protein, that's going to happen. It's going to treat your body's going to react like it's sugar and it's going to have an insulin spike. So the keto diet is low, moderate protein with high levels of healthy fats like coconut oil and avocados things like that. Grass-fed so, butter. Grass-fed butter. So that's 
that's a lot of the difference there. So we do eat carbs, like our carbs are going to come from our vegetables and our fruits. There's a whole lot of superfoods out there like avocados and like blueberries that can give your body pretty much all the nutrients that it needs. Um, Another thing I wanted to talk about with keto, it is not um, a low carb diet where a lot of people think that. So um, like I said, people have had crazy success with the Atkins diet. Um, but when you limit your carb intake and then you're trying to eat healthy and you're trying to eat even low fat, um, I've done that before. That is hard. That's really, really hard. Um, those people that are doing that are working really hard at that, but it feels miserable because your body is not getting the carb intake that it's used to getting for its energy and you're not replenishing that with, um, the fat that it needs to um, make the ketones that help for your body to be healthy and to feel really good. So that's that's a lot of the difference there. And people that do low carb will often um, just really get tired and burn out quickly, and or just stop altogether because they're they're struggling so much. Yeah, that's that is true. So the keto diet is like Arian said, it's a high fat diet. Um, where we're looking for that that no insulin spike. So about 70% of the foods that we consume on a daily basis comprise of you know good, healthy fats. And then we have a moderate amount of protein, which is about 25%. And then if my math is really good, that leaves only 5% left for carbohydrates. And as Arian alluded to, our carbohydrates come from berries and vegetables. And you know we're, we only try to intake about 20 grams of carbs per day and if you look at the back of any box or package, you'll realize real quick that 20 grams is not a lot of carbs at all. And so when I, when I talk about that, it, it makes me remember back to like a couple generations ago. So I, I, I don't know about anybody listening or watching, but I had the, the great pleasure to be introduced and meet and grow up with my great grandparents. And they both lived into their late 90s. And as I recall going to their house for, you know, for visits for breakfast time, we would have, you know, eggs and bacon and sausage made and, you know, animal lard and it was delicious. It tasted good. But, you know, growing up as a you know child from the seventies forward, you know, I was always told that's all bad. So I'd be like, Oh, you're not supposed to eat that. It's going to kill you. And mm-hmm. you know, the, the food it ended up killing them. It, they died at the age of like 99 years old from eating that kind of food. That's true. Have I talked about really what ketosis is yet? I don't think I have. No, you skipped it. (laughs) So, so you you don't want me to continue with my story? Yeah, you go ahead. Finish (laughs) finish your story. And then I'm going to talk about what that is. So anyway, uh, you know, the, the, the food that they were eating did kill them at, you know, at the old, old age of of 99 years old. Mm -hmm. But if you come forward one generation to the world war two generation, which would be my grandparents, um, they all pretty much passed away in their mid seventies. They didn't, they didn't live as long as my great grandparents. And if we recall kind of what the trend was at the time that happened from, um, from that generation is whenever people were getting back from world war two, we had both men and women in the workforce at that time, which was unique to that time period that typically didn't happen before. And so a lot of companies rushed to try and create products that would help make preparing meals a lot easier. And that's where we started to see the increase 
in the processed foods and the high carbohydrates and refined carbs, you know, meals that were being presented. And then all of a sudden that generation, you know, starts dying, you know, in their, their mid seventies. And then you come forward one more generation, which is my parents' generation. Uh, they're in their sixties, but if you open up their medicine cabinets, then I would, you know, encourage anybody listening to, to ask your parents, or if maybe you yourself are at this age group, um, in your medicine cabinet, do you have like high blood pressure medicine? Do you have cholesterol medicine? Do you have insulin for your type two diabetes? Based on all that, like we're we're treating with medicine because of the diet that we're, we've been eating for all these years. When it was fine for the great grandparents who lived to be their nineties, and then slowly each generation is is not living as long as the previous generation. That's... So, do you want to talk about ketosis real quick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So let me give you an idea of what we're talking about. So our bodies were made beautifully. They were made to burn in two different ways. We can burn carbs for fuel or we can burn fat for fuel. We weren't made to do both at the same time. That's not a good combination, but we, most of us are carb burners because that's what we learned. That's what we've done since we were children. So that's what the majority of us do. And some of us do that incredibly well. Most of us don't. And the some of us that do do that really well really learn later on in life that their bodies weren't as healthy as they thought they were because of the toll that sugar took on their body later on in life. So ketosis is when you're burning fat for fuel. Um, you get into this state when you're at a super low carb intake it takes a minute to get there, but then when you get into this state, your body is in a complete state of homeostasis, and it's working incredibly beautifully, um, and ketones are built in that state, and these ketones are very beneficial. Um, they are very healing. It's a state of your body that will never damage your body like carbs can do. And most of the time will do over time. Um, what I love about the ketosis diet is that it's really not strict. So um, I don't really like to be told what to do. I don't like really strict timelines. I don't like for my day to be structured. That's per, true. Per like a guideline, really. Um, so once you learn the basics, it takes a second to learn that. Um, but once you learn it, it's really super chill. Um, I eat what I want when I want. I eat chocolate, um, keto chocolate and ice cream. And um, I'm just always satiated. I never um, feel like I'm missing out on anything. We had pancakes the other day for breakfast and it was so good. They were keto pancakes. Were keto Let's pancakes. just clarify like they weren't regular pancakes. <laughs> but our whole family loves it. So um, it's, it's going really well. Um, some of the awesome benefits of the ketogenic diet that I've experienced are crazy energy that... I've, I've found a drive for things and I get so much more done than I did before. It's pretty amazing. Um, and you're really just not as hungry. It's really cool. Like Shannon was saying, um, we'll introduce the idea of intermittent fasting in another video. That's incredibly healing as your body um, gets rid of old cells and things like that too. So lots of benefits here. Um, more benefits are that your ketones are anti-inflammatory, so you don't hurt as much. <laughs> um, they're very um, good for your immune system, so you don't get sick 
as often, and they are hormone and emotional regulators as well. So really, you feel amazing. Our bodies can fight off disease. We're healthy and we're strong when we reach ketosis. Um, And like we said, we're really not hungry. We don't crave that junk anymore. So we don't feel like we need it. So we don't eat it. And when we get into that state of ketosis, our bodies um, are burning fat from our own bodies. Like we have so, some of us more than others, but we have so much fuel on our bodies just built in that when we're in the state of ketosis, we're burning fat. 24 seven. So you're just constantly getting healthier and you're feeling better every day. Um, it can feel a little bit overwhelming when you start diving into the whole world of keto. If you've never done that before, cause there's so much information out there. There's some misinformation. There's a lot of products out there um, because it's kind of like a fad. People are going to take um, their opportunity and make some money when they can, <laughs> when there's a trend like this. So um, what we want to do is we want to um, just empower you, like give you some information that is good and that is uh, good resources and that we want to help you to prevent some some pitfalls and things that, that can happen and derail you. So some great resources that we have found that we fell in love with. I've got some books here that have changed our lives and taught us that are really good resources that are, are great information are uh, Simply Keto by Suzanne Ryan, The Keto Reset Diet by Mark Sishin, and Eat Fat, Get Thin by Mark Hyman. Um, some incredible movies, to name a few, are The Magic Pill, Carb Loaded, Fat Fiction, uh, Fat, a documentary, and a great app that we fell in love with is the Carb Manager app. It helps for you to learn, especially in the beginning, how much fat you need in your day and carbs and protein to meet your goals. It's really pretty cool. It helped us a lot in the beginning. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's going to take a little bit of grit. It's going to take some focus and it's going to take some learning. Um, and know that your body has got to heal for a second. So it's going to take a few weeks really for your body to get through that healing process and transition period to where you're going to feel amazing. It might it might be a little bit weary in the very beginning stages. I mean, I had a whole I had a day when I felt just yucky. Um, and that's kind of normal. So know to expect that and give yourself some grace and give yourself some time. But once you get in there, you're going to feel amazing. So uh, doctors um, are, you want to talk to your doctor before you do anything because they, they'll let you know if it's wise or not. Um, not everybody is made for keto. It's not for everybody. Keep an open mind there though, because a lot of doctors will tell you that they, Um, really didn't learn about nutrition in their schooling. A lot of doctors say that they were taught to like to treat symptoms versus preventing them through nutrition. So you make your own decisions ultimately, but like I said, keto is not for everybody. Um, Just keep an open mind about it when you're talking about it. What do you think, Shannon? So one of the things uh, I heard you say when you were describing like you know, the, the whole ketosis and keto process was the anti-inflammatory. <laughs> so, you know, if we go back to like the beginning of our conversation, we were talking about how inflammation was like the cause of cholesterol going into your body to cause all the heart disease because of the sugar. Mm-hmm. So anti-inflammatory means that it's going to reverse a lot of that stuff, right? It's true, right on. So 
Uh, and then also whenever Arian was giving the uh, the resources to you, just know that these are not paid endorsements. Uh, no. We we've we've paid for or watched all of these with our with our own money. So um, there's there's no catch or benefit from from our part of recommending that to you. Um, I would also just kind of you know state here that you know our our goal is to help you, and we want to be a part of that process with each and every one of you. So if you're currently on a keto diet or you've been having some trouble with your weight loss or you're plateauing and you're, you're at that point where you're craving food and you're ready to give up, I just want to like leave like a little inspirational quote here for you to remember to never give up on something that you really want just because it's difficult to wait because it would be more difficult to experience all that regret. Mm. So good. something, uh, I, I want the folks listening and, and watching to know is that we, we do have a YouTube channel. Uh, it's kind of small right now, so you know we could definitely use some some support of people getting out there and subscribing. Uh, but uh, on the channel, we're trying to do you know like real life vlogs of things that we're going through, our experiences, our you know transformation, if you will. If you see the video from you know a couple months back and you know how we look now, it, we look night and day different. Um, we're, we're trying to do product reviews, keto recipes, meal plans, um, just everything keto related. We're trying to provide it to you, like Ryan was saying. Um, now if you're looking for some, some ideas for what to eat for dinner, uh, we, we do have a good list of uh, recipes that have worked for us. I'd be happy to, um, send that PDF over to you. Just, you gotta, gotta email me though. Uh, if you can email me at rounding down together at gmail.com, I'd be happy to ship that PDF document right over to you. And I promise you, I won't keep your email and spam you with stuff later. <laughs> That's not our goal at all. Uh, we also like to, to, to connect with you on Facebook. You can find us at the rounding or at symbol and then rounding down together. Um, and then that is our public, uh, Facebook group. We try to post videos and tips and help help encourage people, you know, in that space as well. Uh, one thing that we've benefited together uh, going on this journey is that we have each other as a support system to keep us honest and you know keep keep the integrity and you know just that accountability partner. And we realize that you know everybody's at a different point on their health and fitness journey, so you may not have that support system, you know, in, in your life, good or bad. And we, we just want to help encourage everybody and, and kind of w- through community help help everybody kind of have that support system or a way to, to find it. So, you know, feel free to, to join us there on the Facebook and, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll help you get the information you're needing to be successful. Yeah, I agree. Um, community makes us more successful as humans and as iron sharpens iron. We want to be there for you, too. We want to help you build that community and be a part of that. Um, so let's set those goals and we're going to get after them with you. Um, we want to help you along the way. Uh, thank you for joining us today for our first podcast ever. <laughs> thank you for spending your time here and be sure to join us next week. Cause we're going to talk about what it takes to get into that awesome state of ketosis and you can feel amazing by treating your body really well. All right, so that's pretty much a wrap of our first ever podcast. Let us know how we did. Uh, you know, f- feel free to, to reach out to us in any of the methods we said earlier, uh, and let us know how we're doing and, and you know ways that we can make this more beneficial to you. But until next time, thank you for listening.